The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer and thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Tonight's show winds up a season of horse talk. There are a decided number of shows, and this is the end of our run for this segment. Who knows? And hopefully we can re-up for the future, but only the shadow knows. But we definitely enjoy Winning Ponies, that is, coming to you each and every week, talking to you about the greatest game in the land, sports, any way you want to put it. There's nothing more exciting than thoroughbred racing. Nothing more exciting than Winning Ponies. They've actually... Turn the corner, they've made me a little bit of a better handicapper. A whole lot better. And they've taken a lot of the guesswork out for many, introduced many people into the game. And for some of our seasoned players, it's made them a whole lot, uh, how should I say, a little heavier in the wallet. Exotic predictions. That's exactus, trifectus, superfectus, pick threes, pick fours, pick sixes, all the above to date. They're hot for the year. Over $5 million. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty daggone incredible. Winning Ponies has some of the most innovative tools to tailor your sheets. That's your information data you're going to take to the track, the OTB, or bet online. You can ask the data to switch from track conditions, say it's sloppy in the day, sun comes out and becomes fast. You can change it around on off turf. You make the call. You can change it up to adapt to the day. I've done it a few times. I did it on Belmont Day about three times. Had a little luck this week on Wednesday. Had the day off. Yep. Busman's holiday. Off from the track. Went to the track. Hmm. Sounds like a little bit of fun to me. Downloaded the data on a couple tracks I like to play. I like to play Belmont. I play a little Monmouth Park. You know, I was going to make about four plays. If I can only stress one thing to you, have a little bit of a plan, a little bit of money management. We all try. I have to say that it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a work in progress for all of us. No one is perfect. But actually, I knew I was going to play four races, scored on three of which, and I believe you're going to be seeing the blogs be popping up. A couple of nice tries, a couple of nice exactness, a couple of nice win ticket bets. Three or four, spent a couple hours, had a couple bottle of waters, yacked with some friends. What a way not to cut the grass on a hot day. All courtesy of Winning Ponies. What's happening tonight? A little recap on racing. You're all locked up under a rock. 
or just weren't paying attention, I'm going to get you caught up. We are going to talk about the biggins. Nope, not a man's magazine, just all the big hits out there in winning pony land. They've been doing very well. I have to say I'm very pleased, very surprised. Surprised that my handicapping is elevated to this level. Not bragging, just happy. News from around the nation. Got to keep you up to date, up to speed. Then we got our special guest of the week. Trainer. As I always say, one of racing's good guys, because I hand select him, I find him, and this is one of racing's good guys. Trainer, Mike Maker. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. My good friend, Pistol Pete Aiello, for his play of the week. Sometimes it goes more than a play. Sometimes it's an exacta. Sometimes it's a few. But if you've been listening, Pete's been doing damn well. Just hope you played them. Pete follows only a few circuits, and he follows them to the T. Then the final furlong handicapping, that is with yours truly, and we will do some tossing it out there, and we will try to break it down. Winners for the weekend. Let me recap real quickly with the sheets. That's right, winning ponies. I like to call them the sheets. The data sheets, that is. They're easy to use. Track condition, turf condition, turf changes, anything you want to move around, you can. This is interactive. This isn't a sheet that gets printed out 48 hours in advance, and you just say, here, take it, bet it. I hope I get the track condition right. I hope I don't, don't miss any changes. I hope nothing, you know, comes out of the ordinary. The game changes, and it moves pretty quickly. And sometimes you do if you want to win. But Winning Ponies allows you to maneuver, bob, weave, get in and out. And with their expansive complete PPs, gives you full data coverage. Some people say, hey, I like to read the program, the racing form. Well, guess what? The expansive PPs, same game. They have their own speed ratings, a today speed rating, and a three-race average. Not only just something for today, it gives you kind of a benchmark of where they were the last three. And then the turf numbers, speed rating, that, that's incredible right there. Not everybody has an all-encompassing. You'll get three, if it's on the turf, you'll get three race ratings. Today, the three-race average and a turf angle. Special notation symbols, the plus symbol, the double plus, both of which means a horse is going to get better, the double plus, I haven't lost on one yet. Monster workouts. First-time blinkers. First-time Lasix. Has improved. Three-year-old runners should improve. Layoff 45 days or more. Things I know you're going to catch, but they bring it to your attention. So in case you're, you're into the race, you definitely don't want to bet you know, the three-year-old against older, but they've already got it muscled out there for you. And all selections are tiered, which means you can reach into the tiers and pull out data that fits your schedule of wagers. Hey, look, I want to bang one off the wall. I want 393 to one shots. Okay. They can load you up of the best horses that fit that criteria and allow you to hit for the wall. Or if you want to try to play the horses you think are going to win, the ones that fit your wagering schedule, how much you want to load up into the race, it's there as well. For tri-supers, pick-fours, pick-sixes, etc., winning ponies will not 
let you down. And don't forget, send in your testimonials. Yes, send in your testimonials, and you get a good-looking baseball cap. Believe it or not, I have a black one on right now, and I love it. It looks good. It's a good-looking lid. makes my head look pretty good. And trust me, that is doing something. little recap. Last week, a lot of action. I have the Leopard as the new thoroughbred King of Canada winner's winner of the Sunday's 150th running of the Queen's Plate at Woodbine under jockey Eureka Da Silva, the base of AP Indy, stalked the pace in the million-dollar race. Very nice. Eureka Da Silva not one to play around with at Woodbine. I Leopard is a San, Samsung Farm homebred and give the organization its fifth plate win for trainer Mark Frostag. Quoting, well, it wasn't nearly as exciting a race as I hoped. Frostag said, but we managed to win the race. It was very nice. Daggone straight. Diesel peasel. Take it any way you can get it. The Silva said, I, the lever, was traveling very comfortably, and he just kept going to that place, and he got the job done, and that is the most important thing. I kind of like it. These guys don't get all rambunctious, breaking into a sweat and a froth. They just get the job done. Kind of like that. Racing that could impact the Breeders' Cup World Championships, and trust me, they're coming sooner than you will believe. Battle of Hastings got to the early lead down the stretch. Saturday's $500,000 Colonial Turf Cup at Colonial Downs, Virginia. Very nice turf course indeed. To win by head over straight story, Lime, Ren- Lime Ricky finished third. I had Battle of Hastings and Lime Ricky had them tied up. <laughs> Painful. But Battle of Hastings ran a humongous race. Let me jump into the biggins. Friday, June 19th, 139 total biggins. Leading the crowd that day was the Cinnaboye. Race number six, the Super Vecta Key, $7,347 and 40 whole cents. Pretty sweet. I hope I pronounced it right. Pistol Pete would tell me if I didn't. And then on Saturday, June 20th, 154 total biggins. Hollywood Park Race 2, a Super Vecta, $5,433 and 60 cents. Pretty good for Hollywood. And then Sunday, June 21st, 165 total biggins. Java Pie, race number four, a Superfecta, 11,981.40. Also at 40, Erie, race number five, a Superfecta, 11,871.90. Both of them, very close indeed. Had to mention them both. Monday, June 22nd, 51 total biggins. Delaware Park, race eight, Superfecta, $2,630 and. 40 cents. Tuesday, June 23rd, 45 total biggins. Big day here. Fortier, race number nine, Superfecta, $20,975 and 70 cents. And my home track, River Downs, race number four, Superfecta key, $20,708.80. Incredible numbers there. Wednesday, June 24th, the day I had off and I went to the track. 65 total biggins. Presque Isle Downs, race number seven, Superfecta, $1,684.80. Delaware Park right behind, race number seven, Superfecta Key, $1,017.20. Today, June 25th, 52, total biggins. Churchill Downs, race number one, the opener, Superfecta Key, $9,405.20. Also, Monmouth Park, race number four, 
a Superfecta, $5,748.80. There's a little recap of the biggins. That's what's been happening. Well, it is time to head into our first break. When we return, we are going to be having our special guest of the week, as we do each and every week. This week is no exception. As I always say, we're going to be having on one of racing's good guys, trainer, Mr. Mike Maker, and it's only going to be here. If you want to hear it, you're going to, have to stay tuned for more Winning Pony. Double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never going to be the same. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time to join us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you live on. For a few moons, I've been watching this guy ply his trade. He's a pretty good trainer. I enjoy watching him train. And when you know people around the track, you get to know who the good guys and the bad guys are, who the fun guys are, who the real trainers are. And I've heard nothing but good things. And I've been very excited and Winning Ponies is honored to have on as our guest, Mr. Mike Maker. Mike, good evening. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Good evening. How are you? Very well, sir. And thank you for taking time away from family and joining in with us. I know you've had a probably a very long day. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, I hope it's not raining down in your neck of the woods. Uh, where are you based out of mainly? Uh, Louisville at the trackside in Louisville. Well, that's kind of a nice place. It kind of gets you away from the hubbub of racing. You can probably just take care of business over there. Beautiful facility. It used to be the old Louisville, uh, Louisville Harness Track, didn't it not? Yes, that's correct. 
Very nice little place. A little tidbit. I, I, I never, never get to brag, and I seldom ever do, but, hey, I actually won a handicapping tournament over there at Trackside 100 years ago. So it's a lot of fun. So I, that's where I know where it's at. <laughs> Mike, uh, once again, thank you for joining us here on Winning Ponies. And for our listeners, could you give a little bio about you and how you got into racing? Because I know a lot of people want to know more about you. Well, my father was a trainer, so... Uh... Like a lot of kids in the racing family, I grew up in it. Uh, you know, uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so they brought me to the barn on the weekends and so forth, and I just got attached to the horses and have a love for the game. And uh, I think uh, I gave my dad uh, some money. He went to an auction. I was like 12 or 13 years old. I was delivering newspapers. It had nothing to do with my uh, $25 a week I was making, so he bought a cheap horse, and he won his first start. And I thought it was easy money since then, so... And pretty much, I don't know if it's easy money, but but it has been <laughs> money since then. Now, it was your father, George. He he trained at uh, DRC Detroit Racecourse in Hazel Park, who both no longer race thoroughbreds, correct? That's correct. And you know, I remember watching DRC. Now, this I mean, this might fit under the tidbit of who really cares, or uh, or man, you were in the right place at the wrong time. I remember watching it. I, I worked at Turfway Park for 17 and River Downs for the last four. And the last, what, can you name the rider that won the last race? No, sure can't. <laughs> It'd be Lester C. Knight. And the race prior, Lester had given, I'm just going to say, probably not one of his best rides. And when he won the last race, as he crossed the finish line, he gave the number one symbol to everyone up in the stands. It was one of those things that you'll never forget about DRC. Well, but it it is it is stick out forever. But you know, I never I never caught uh, the thoroughbreds at Hazel Park. I only saw uh, uh, Trotters. But uh, I, my dad he actually told me once upon a time they actually did run. And and as you know firsthand with your father there, and you worked for your father George, and you were also one of the long line of successful graduates, if that is a the proper word of the D Wayne Lucas School of Thoroughbred Training. Tell us a little bit about your time during those years. Well, it was a great experience. Wayne's a great guy. Uh, I worked for him for 10 years from 93 to 2003. Uh, you know, was able to do a lot of traveling and work with uh, some extremely nice uh, horses. So uh, I wouldn't uh, trade my time with uh, Wayne for anything. I have to put your feet to the fire. Who were some of the best ones you actually had your hands on? Um. I would I would say I'm partial to charismatic and cat thief and orientate Surfside Spain. I mean uh, I could sit here all night and just go on and on. I mean there's you know some some very good horses. You know it seems as as D Wayne and you know it's hard to believe you know as as we all get a little bit older we're about the same age here and uh, I, I see as D Wayne I'm seeing more and more he's he's almost the quotation machine. I guess you know when when you've when you've been been around the game and you've you've seen it from every side and every angle, and uh, and to still see him competing on the highest levels, you know it, it really it really makes me feel good to see him that uh, that he's able to do such, and you know he's had some excellent excellent people come out of his tutelage and uh, you being one and uh, and last year I, I work at Riverdowns and I'm the director of marketing there. You saddled the winner of the Cradle Stakes, correct? Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, we were unlucky to lose a uh, year before with Cherokee Triangle. He hit some uh, running properly through the lane uh, problems, but, uh, you know, we came back and won it with night action. I mean, 
make it even better, I owned a uh, pretty good interest in that horse, so it was it was a great day for us. You know, even for the people that wager, now I, I don't know if your barn wagers at all. It's none of my bees wax, but I have to say that Night Action and Victor LeBron paid a handsome price, and and I was all over you because I was down in the paddock uh, doing the uh, doing the handicapping show with John Engelhart, and we saw Night Action, and I think he went the other route, and I said I kind of favor this maker horse here, and I think I like Night Action. He looked great in the paddock and played the part on the track, and. The, the big part of every every good team is the owners. What's it like training for Ken and Sarah Ramsey? Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, he shares, you know, obviously a passion for the game that's second to none. And, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing I'd like to see him get a Breeders' Cup win or a Derby win. Uh, it would just, just be great for him. But, I mean, uh, I couldn't ask for a better guy to train for. Really very fortunate. Many moons ago, I, I I was doing radio at Turfway Park, and and I had Ken aboard, and you know he was on as my special guest, and and I said, Mister Ramsey, I said it, it's uh, it's it's an honor to have you on, and and you are from Artemis, Kentucky, and he quickly corrected me with Artemis, Kentucky. Right. It, <laughs> it was one of those things that stuck out of my mind. When I see him, his face is all glows. He likes to lead him into the or into the winter circle, correct? Yes, he does. Yep. And uh, you know, you see only only the uh, the hands on and the people that you, you can just see it in his face that he actually has a love for the game. I mean, the glow. If, if it's a, a five thousand dollar claimer or if it's a hundred thousand dollar race, you know that they really love it. And you also have in your employee for a great deal of the time that I see Julian Lay Peru and uh, being another crucial element to your uh, for your team for many of your wins. Many because I know you ride other people as well. But describe what it's like having such a talented rider aboard some of your mounts. No, it's you know it's great to have Julian. Uh, you know, obviously uh, he's young, and I hope we have a great working relationship for a long time to come. Uh, you know, he's made a lot of difference in uh, some of my victories, and uh, really thankful to have him be a part of it. So when you bring together a strong ownership team that that has a passion for the game. You bring together, uh, for the most part, if, if you're if Julian is uh, is uh, is on your mount that day, and and it seems like more so than not that uh, he is on Team Maker. And yourself, you know, you come from a horse background, and you have a love for the game. And you're the tutelage that you came under is uh, second to none. First, your father, then D Wayne, and I believe you work with Dallas Stewart, correct? Uh, Dallas was actually uh, working with Wayne when I worked with uh, Dallas, but uh, when Dallas went on his own, I never worked with Dallas. Okay, well, you know what? I love I love to learn as much as I can about the game, and there there are so many trainers that actually come out there. But when you put the three elements together, you know it, it only spells good things. And 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 I have to ask you, you know, with with being in the game and you're a young man, where do you see yourself in the next ten years as a trainer? Hopefully, employed. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't we all with with, with, with racing? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think it might make quote of the week, Mike. <laughs> Hopefully, employed. I, you know, leading into this, and this is not a, this is not a chuckle question. I, gosh, I wish it it were it were completely different in the state of Kentucky. Will the VLT issue in Kentucky make an impact on where you will run for the future? Well, it's you know, 
You know, a lot of times it's not your choice. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I live in Kentucky. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of my owners live in Kentucky, and uh, you like to uh, think everything's going to be fine. But, uh, you know, if they called me up and said, I'm not happy about this, uh, pick up and leave. Uh, you know, I've been on the racetrack all my life, and I'm more willing to do so than uh, ever before. Uh, see, I think it's an absolute shame of what they're doing uh I don't know how a business can uh, expand if they're not allowed to compete. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the argument is, is family values and so forth about gambling. Well, uh, we all know cigarettes and alcohol are are bad for you. We know, you know, if people get out of hand with gambling, uh, you know, that's bad for you too. Well, they're, you know, somebody's going to do it. They're going to drive that extra fifteen minutes to go to the casinos or so forth. So it, 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 it's a joke, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the facts are that, you know, it brought Mountaineer and Delaware Park from the dead years ago, and, uh, you know, we're supposed to be a leader in the industry, and we're, we're you know, stragglers. So. When you think about it, Kentucky, you think about thoroughbred racing, bourbon, and tobacco. The tobacco industry, they tax the bourbon industry. They, they've they laid the, the double slam tax on, and now thoroughbred, which the thoroughbred, which Kentucky is known for. You know, as you said, you know, Straight out, it's a joke that they are not allowing Kentucky to compete. We're not asking for a bailout. We're not asking for a lump sum of money. We're not asking for a loan from Uncle Sam. We're just asking for the tools to actually do the job. And there's so many models out there, so many racetracks that basically were given the last rights. But once they were giving any type of alternative gaming, whether it be VLT or full-scale casinos, they've actually... Uh, profited and and the creation of jobs, taxes, it goes on and on, and there's so many more people that are that are affected. This, Mike, so many people believe this is a non-issue, and as a man who makes his living in racing, in your heart of hearts, how has this affected you as a horseman? Has this turned you away in any in any way, shape, or form? It does because you know, as far as me, you know, staying in business, obviously. Uh... You know, Mr. Ramsey's a, a very big part of my success, but, uh, you know, who's to say down the line, you say 10 years, well, who's to say next year somebody that's a fan of racing is able to get into the racing game, and, uh, you know, if they're trying to start a business, what well, other than Keeneland and Churchill, why go to Kentucky? Uh, I, don't, I don't see the, re- you know, Ellis Park's going to close down, Turfway Park, unless you're just local or doesn't have a horse to compete, why Why would you want to, you know, come Delaware, Mammoth? The whole East Coast, uh, you know, there's, you know, if, if it was me, which I do own some horses, uh, you know, right now the horses that I own, I have them at Belmont Park. Uh, it's, you know, that's. I, I, I can hear it in your voice. It's it's not an easy thing to actually just And you bring know the up. same thing coming from Michigan. I mean, all years, uh, you know, it took him forever to get simulcasting through, and, you know, uh, you hate to see people that I grew up with and you know they they stay you know I'm very fortunate to get out of Michigan when I can and it's you know it's dying up there and uh you know you wouldn't think like a you know they got casinos in downtown Detroit it's you know it's you know there's you know obviously reasons behind it I think more than what we're seeing never have I ever seen the uh so few have a ruling or an opinion that, that will actually become a ruling on so many. There's more than just 
the people that train. There's owners, there's breeders, there's the ancillary people uh, that work on the backside, the people that bring in the hay, the straw, the feed. There's the people in the racing office. There are so many employed, over over 100,000 at least in the state of Kentucky, that it can actually uh, can can hurt, harm, or or displace as far as a as a job. And uh, many people still need to come to the table and realize this. Mike, as as a final note, as as a final note, you have a a young and up and coming lad or lass that wants to make uh, wants to make training a part of the vocation. Do you have any advice for them? No, uh, just work hard and stick to it. Uh, you know, it's uh, nothing good in life comes easy, and uh, you know, even though there's uh, some downside of the industry, it's a, it's really a great game, and uh, you know you can make it worth your while. But uh, just keep your nose to the grindstone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mike, it's uh, simply put, and I think uh, sometimes uh, some of the best lines are simply put. On behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for your time and wish you the best in racing and best in life, and I hope to see you in the winner's circle soon, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. That's been Mr. Mike Maker, trainer and one of the good guys in racing. As you can see, it's near and dear and close to his heart. It is time to enter to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking to my good friend, one of the better voices in racing, trust you me, and a damn good handicapper. Pony Pony's going to be talking to one Pistol Pete Aiello. You're going to want to stay tuned. That is if you want some winners. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds back. Bart. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you a wildfire survivor? Do you need help but don't know where to turn? SoCalHelp.org is a place you can go to get immediate help with food, shelter, important medications, and start getting your life back on track. Get help now with insurance, legal issues, and find professional help like doctors and counselors. You can also connect with other survivors and people who can help. For the answers and support you need to rebuild, visit SoCalHelp.org. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And we just finished up with Mr. Mike Maker, one of the nice guys in racing, based on the Churchill Downs. Actually, trackside, very close to Churchill Downs, the old Louisville Harness Track. But joining me now is the one, the only, Mr. Pistol Pete Ayala. Pete, how are you, my friend? Uh, we're getting by. You're, you know what? That's a, good, that's a good thing. You're on the right side of the grass. That's right. <laughs> so... Pete, before we actually get into anything and and how you did last week, because it brings me it brings happiness to my heart, and uh, it, I know it brings happiness to many people's wallet. You know, we both work in Ohio. You being the eye in the sky and the voice that, uh, if uh, people are tuning in, they're going to hear one of the best calls and one of the most emphatic racing calls that you'll hear in racing. It's a whole lot of fun. Tracks in Ohio helping to craft the Ohio VLT proposal. The racetracks are working busily on a plan for racetrack gaming. Horsemen's groups are lobbying the state legislature behind Democratic Governor Ted Strickland for proposed video lottery terminals at the track. He did an about-face on June 19th and said he'd like to use VLTs at the seven tracks. What do you think, Peter? Well, I think it's definitely a good opportunity for everybody involved. It's certainly, uh, for, for lack of a better term, reinvigorated a lot of people that may have been down and out, so to speak, in Ohio. Um, I think from, from a business standpoint, though, it's important to realize that um, you need to do, as, uh, as Mike Maker had said, and, and, and use the racetrack's uh, uh, slot machine revenue and, and, and focus that on improving your product, improving your distribution. Uh, you know, tracks like Sunland Park and Charlestown are prime examples of tracks that, that churn a profit on both sides of the coin now as just opposed to, you know, making money on the slots and staying, staying uh, flat or going down on the horses, you know, with Hoosier Park changing to daytime horses and, you know, handle dropping on there, but they're making money on the slots, you know. So I think it'll be interesting to see which direction Ohio racing goes and, and you know, with River Downs and Beulah Park and Thistledown and, and where everything really goes. Um, but certainly I think it's put some, uh, some blood back into, the, uh, back into the system, so to speak. You know, Pete, uh, you graduated from the University of Arizona, and this is, uh, this is a well-known institution for pumping out uh, some of the brightest minds in racing, and uh, you graduated with honors. And, uh, you know, you're, you're more than just a race car and a handicapper. You have a great knowledge and breadth of, of what is going on and what makes the racetrack wheels go round. You know, as we were talking with Mike Maker, actually the party line vote kills VLT racetrack bill in kentucky was the uh the blood horse topic i mean it just kind of it kind of makes you wonder i mean where would we be i mean possibly we we have a we have an opportunity but it says a party line vote in republican heavy senate appropriations and revenue committee june 22nd killed legislation to authorize video lottery terminals at racetracks in kentucky the vote was 10 to 5 with one abstention did i say that right I think it's abstention. But abstention, but boy, I just guess. Thank God you're here. That's all I've got to say. But you know, Pete, there, there's going to be there's going to be many horsemen that are affected by this. Even though we are in the state of Ohio, and 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 we're rooting like crazy, and our fingers are crossed. 
but there's many horsemen and many jobs that stand to be lost in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, you know, and then, like I say, the thing the thing about it is is that, as Mike was talking about and you were saying about not wanting a handout, it's it's just unfortunate that there have been some instances where, you know, racetracks have been seen as nothing more than a front four slot machines, which kind of tries to uh, substantiate the folks' arguments that, well, you are asking for a handout because you're not going to do anything to improve your own business product. Um, so kudos go off, at least in my opinion, to tracks like Selwyn Park and Charlestown for, you know, not only getting themselves out of the gutter where they were, you know, down and out on the racing side of things, but now not only turning a profit in the slot machine side, but also, you know, Charlestown improving their handle, and Selwyn's actually improved their handle 300% the last five years. That data, as of two years ago, I actually did a uh, study on that, that, uh, you know, so it, 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 it's an opportunity, and that's as you know, as people say, it is what you make it into. So, hopefully, for the sake of uh, everyone in Kentucky and 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 our neighboring states in Ohio and Indiana, that just uh, we just use the opportunity given to us. And in the case of Kentucky, you you don't uh, you don't throw the towel in just yet because uh, when you get right down to it, Kentucky still puts on one heck of a show. So, um, you know, the yeah, they're losing horses to the neighboring states, but at the end of the day, they still put on one heck of a horse show, and that is, that is after all, what we are about. So, I, I can't agree with you uh, any more uh, tenfold over, and, and I'm more concerned about the, the livelihoods, the tradition, the pageantry, the beauty, and the full circuit that is needed in Kentucky, as well as in Ohio. And it's not a done deal in Ohio as of yet, but the opportunity you know, it has presented itself and there, there are many, many entities that are uh, that are coming together to hopefully make this uh, make this opportunity come to fruition. But uh, not nosing into your business, but I'd heard that you had made a trip to Indiana Downs. Now this was a track that was running for some smaller purses, uh, probably pretty much equivalent to River Downs when they actually first uh, un, uh, uncoiled their. Uh, their starting gate and uh, let it happen. But what did you see when you went up to Indiana Downs? Well, I don't really want to speak ill of anybody in Indiana Downs or the way Indiana Downs does business. But uh, you know, I saw a marginal, uh, fairly well casual horse better base that were in the clubhouse restaurant. I mean, they they were definitely serving food and people were smiling and drinking and having a good time. But at the end of the day, I don't really think that the on track handle was was aided by slot machine revenue. And it was the way Indiana Downs has it set up. It's really not integrated towards uh, slot machines and horse racing as a unit, more integrated towards if you want to play slot machines, you go here. If you want to play horses, you go here. Um, so that that was a little bit disconcerting from my end of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I guess in, in the bottom line, you know, horseman-type standpoint, if the horseman gets to run for more money and, and the handle doesn't go down, the racetracks are certainly not complaining and the horseman's not complaining. So everyone really becomes complacent and like I said, you know, not speaking ill of anybody or any jurisdiction out there, but I think that as an industry, we're a lot better than just becoming complacent just because we have an alternative revenue source. Well, Pete, I, I agree with you, and, and I enjoy your perspective uh, on what you actually saw and brought to the table. Speaking of enjoying what Pete brings to the table, Pete ILO, how many weeks have I had you on? Uh, I think this we're going on four or five. I'm not sure which. I believe it is five. And how did you do last week, me boy? Well, how did I do last week, or how did my pick do last week? My, the horse that I gave <laughs> out last week, uh, Tony's a Tiger, he actually did win. Bet down from a 5-1 to one morning line, went off at 2-1, to one, but he did report home relatively easy in there. 
Uh, unfortunately, I did not bet on him as aggressively as I should have, but story of the uh, regular gambler there. So, you know, we'll just uh, try to give out winners, and hopefully somebody's making money out there. I, th- I think uh, more than more than just a few people are actually making money, Pete, uh, because I notice when you when you open your mouth uh, and you tell me, "Hey, Ed, you might want to take a look at this." Damn, if the people aren't actually following, I think the savvy folks, the ones that really follow the races in and out, you know, you don't follow thirteen or fourteen circuits. You follow a few, and you even follow some of the some of the circuits that uh, are a little tougher to handicap. But you know, you you happen to find value, and uh, you know, you you brought up some really good points. You know, I said, well, you know, I follow Belmont, or I, you know, I'll follow Florida, or I'll follow Chicago. You know, and you look for some fair circuits. You look for some smaller circuits, and and you're doing well. But I want to hear your overall pick. What did the exacta pay? Uh, which exacta? Uh, the one you had last week, my boy. Uh, no, you're putting my feet to the fire there. I think it was 40 and change, maybe. <laughs> 40 and change. And, uh, you know, it's it's not what you did for me last week, Pete. It's what can you do for everybody this week. Well, I guess, you know, I'm going to go on record as saying that, uh, you know, viewers, uh, listeners, for a guy who, who humiliated me a couple days ago on air uh, with his, his good confidant, John Engelhart, uh, I, I'd just like to, like to uh, get a little bit, bit of credit in my column for coming on and uh, giving out a horse this evening. But uh, River Downs races tomorrow, I think, uh, unfortunately for the betting public, uh, they look rather chalky to me. Um, However, I do think the Thistledown races are wide open, so if you put the Thistledown races together with our live card, uh, the way I like to play races, it really does mesh well. You know, single the favorite and try to find value other places. It really does work well in Ohio. If you can beat a, beat a post-time favorite or two and uh, use a post-time favorite, you're still more rewarded handsomely. Um, we'll start on my – I have two horses for you. The uh, first race on the card tomorrow at River Downs. I uh, had a lot of rain here uh, this evening. It was at least in the Kentucky area. We did have some rain at the track later on uh, yeah, this afternoon. But I think uh, number six, Stoney Marquette, he's one for 38 uh, on the – one for 30, rather, uh, lifetime. And I'm not really in the market of playing horses that are one for 30 lifetime, but this horse is kind of uh, – he, he owes me money, so to speak. Uh, I bet him the last two times he ran, he ran uh, second, grudgingly gave way there. Uh, that was an apt comment behind a repeat winner named Aldersgate who came back to run against some of the better horses at the track last week. Uh, and then last time out, he looked like a winner, and he really was trying hard after going very, very quick early on and got run down by a Larry Lay invader named Twilight. At the time, I didn't really think very much of that race, but Twilight ran back here last uh, weekend at River Downs and won like a good thing. He's uh, a horse that definitely likes the Cincinnati Oval and doesn't care for the Paula track. So I think that the races he's coming out of have actually proved to be surprisingly competitive. Perry Utes gets back aboard. Vernon Bush was aboard the last time. I think this race uh, has enough speed in it or does not have enough speed in it, rather, where Perry can get this horse out in clear sailing. I'm worried about the seven-horse Zydeco. He's cutting back in distance. I think he'll take a lot of betting value or betting action, though. Uh, maybe you, uh, if you can get uh, five to two. If you can get the morning line five to two, I think Starting Marquette's definitely worth a wager. That's the six-horse in the first race. Um, and then in the 11th race, uh, I did this last week. It actually uh, was kind of a little bit of a, you know, we had a good and bad last week. I gave a horse to play against. 
uh, and tried to give an alternative to that horse last week. And the horse that I said to play against lost, and he was the favorite, but the horse that my alternative horse didn't win. So, um, But we're looking at the 11th race tomorrow. It's a $4,000 starter allowance. Uh, seven to five on the morning line is a filly by the name of Newport Lulu. Now, if this filly's not under even money, I really won't understand why. Uh, she's won a lot of races recently. She's going on a six-race win streak. She was claimed last time out at Golden Gate Fields for 62.50. That was in March after winning five in a row before that, including one for 12-5. So looks like the trainer just said, you want her, you can come have her. We're razor sharp and we're going to go. But here's the thing about Newport Lulu. She's been off since March with one published work. She's never raced on the East Coast, and she's never won on a uh, regular dirt track. Uh, you get Dean Marnoff, so you're going to get the betters that uh, like the invading jockeys. Larry Smith wants heck of a conditioner. I don't doubt the fact that he can get this horse ready, but this horse is going to be a heavy favorite, and I, I really don't want any part of her at what should be a reduced mutual. Maybe a horse to worry about or to uh, play there as the two-horse dancer's dip. I'm sure when Joe Woodard claimed this filly, he certainly didn't think she was eligible for $4,000 starters, but uh, she did run for $4,000 uh, way back when, uh, last fall at Thistledown. So she's got good since then. Uh, I'm not a real big fan of Joe Woodard off the claim, no disrespect to Joe, but uh, I am a big fan of the previously conditioned uh, horse. Uh, John Bork trained this horse. So I think Bork's got another race in this filly for Woodard. Uh, I'm sure he would have liked to have had it for himself. But uh, first race tomorrow, I like the six. Eleventh race tomorrow, I like the two to beat the big favorite, Newport Lulu. Pete, it looks like you are definitely locked and loaded. I appreciate your insight on, on the gambling, the VLTs, the horsemen, and et cetera on that. We all appreciate your handicapping. And just one bit of advice for you, my friend. Hey, if we didn't catch you, we wouldn't love you. Pete, thanks for your time. I appreciate you calling in, my friend. Well, you know, viewers and listeners have been pleading with you. Even if you didn't bet on these horses, tell Ed that you did just to make me feel better. <laughs> and uh, everyone, you have a, everyone have a great evening. And uh, if you want a sure thing, you can bet Rachel Alexander to place on Saturday. I think that's pretty safe. <laughs> Pete, good point. Hey, Pete, thanks so much and have a great night, man. You too. All right, that's from Pistol Pete Aiello. It is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports over there over there's the water whoosh whoosh and look at all this stuff i'm standing on it's called sand and it's everywhere this woman may sound silly to you and me it's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks teeny little pieces of rocks but to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And they're off! 
what? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to the final furlong of handicapping on the final show of our run here. And as Pistol Pete was saying, you can bet Rachel Alexander place, or you can bet Zenyatta as she towers over the vanity field. Some notes here. They've been running at night down at Churchill Downs. How about them apples? You like that? You know what? Evenings offer advantage. Younger crowds, big nights, temperature in the 90s. Louisville is rocking. They're going to be doing it a couple more times. Look out for a whole lot of fun. Here's a little note for you. Tough act to follow for Fernando Hara, who could win eight of his mounts on Friday night at Churchill Downs and still may not make out as nearly as well as he did last time as he won a race here. Har, the 21-year-old Panamanian, currently based in Arlington, won the $5 million Breeders' Cup Classic aboard in Invasor. He is riding down at Churchill Downs tomorrow evening. He is leaving Chicago for the night to ride down there. little note for you, because everybody's going to be where? Prairie Meadows, because of the lucrative pots. And that's where we're going to start a handicapping on Friday night. Race number seven of Prairie Meadows, the six-furlong $100,000 Sailorville. I'm going to say it's going to be Steve Asmussen tonight because I like the one PSU grad, Sean Brisman, Steve Asmussen, teaming up. They only team up to win 22% on the year. Actually made a beaten favorite move in the valid expectations, a $100,000 race at Lone Star. Came back and shot a bullet, draws the rail, Brisman, and there's 10 going postward, PSU grad, I think you are going to report to the winner's circle. That is in the 7th of Prairie Meadows tomorrow night. Then in the 8th race at Prairie Meadows, 8 go to post. And I like the 7 high tap. Sean Bridgman and Steve Asmussen. Sound familiar? Well, it should. There's only been really one bad race from this real filly by Tappet, and that was the second time back in the honeybee against Just Jenda. The rest of them, a win, a win, a win, and a second. High tap looks like there's enough speed to set this filly up. High tap in the eighth race at Prairie Meadows on Friday night. Race number 9-9 go postward in the $250,000 Iowa Derby. I love Moonport. Julian Layproof for Ian Wilkes, 5 for 6 in the money for the serial getting by Kate Canaveral. Second time off the poly track. I've been speaking this as many times as people will hear it. Anytime Julian Layproof makes a trip to anywhere, you can definitely put it in the ring. 
Okay, that is Friday night, and then we go to Saturday afternoon handicapping. Let's start with the third race at Belmont. I like a long shot. Number two in the third race, Sterling Eat Mike Luzzi for Neil Terraciano. And dropping down from last time out, claiming 17.5 into 7,500. Go back three races ago when he was claimed for 10,000, made a middle move as a beaten favorite, yielded late after being four wide. I say Sterling Heat at 12 to 1 and a third at Belmont on a Saturday. Looks like something to eat to a hungry man. In the seventh race at Belmont, we're going to go a mile and a 16th on the inner turf for New York Breads, and I like to do says Piazza de España, and that is Ibar Coe for Gary Siaka, and Coa is a 17% turf winner, second time off of a layoff here, two for four in the money at Belmont. And uh, Siaka's not having the uh, best of years. He's only winning 2%. But I say Piazza de Spagna is going to rock them and roll them to sleep. Can actually, uh, the two-hole is the place to actually be on the inner turf. And I say this deuce goes right to the winner's circle. That is in the seventh race at Belmont. And then we go on to the eighth race, a mile on a turf, an allowance race. And I love, in this race, Number 10, and here is the reason why. So it goes. Cornelio Velasquez, David Donk, four for six in the money, third off of a layoff. That is my angle. Ninth race at Belmont, the Mother Goose. If you can bet against Rachel Alexandra, go ahead, because I don't have enough guts. I'm going to use Don't Forget Gill and Malibu Prayer, the speedster, with Jared Velasquez aboard. Those are going to be my my big plays right there are going to be a couple nice big fat exactas. The 10th race of Belmont, bet of the day, which means both hands. That is the four separatists. Ramon Dominguez for Barkley Tag. Third start off of the layoff total, backing up from a mile to seven panels. First time blinkers. Tag is a 31% of the money. Third off the layoff, he's 49% of the money. Dominguez is a 24% winner on the turf. This is a foo peg gelding. Back in against New York, Brad, and I'm telling you what, if Severus doesn't win, oh, call somebody. i got to tell you, that is going to be my bet of the day. And then, as I mentioned, in the Vanity Handicap in the 4th at Hollywood on Saturday, in the fourth at Hollywood, as Pistol Pete said, you may want to bet Rachel Alexandra. Well, you may want to take a look at Zenyatta because Zenyatta is just going to be undefeated. Ten for ten, going to make it eleven for eleven. Underneath the old girl, I'm going to use "You Lift Me Up" and "Hot and Dusty." And there we have our final furlong plays for Friday and Saturday. Well, winning ponies. Would like to thank Mr. Mike Maker for joining us as our special guest, Pistol Pete, with his weekend plays. And this guy is red hot, and specifically you, for tuning in and tuning in loyally each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Well, time flies when you're talking about the sport of kings. It has been an honor and a privilege to be with you each and every week. And hopefully, Winning Ponies will be back and back soon. Because Winning Ponies is one of the best handicapping tools that will better your game. Until the next time we meet, may all your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.